not just a belief of mine. It's a real knowing. Knowing that we can take what we love to do, whether it's baking, sewing, painting, whatever lights you up, then we can take that skill and make a great income doing exactly what we love to do. As author of What Should I Be When I Grow Up Now That I'm 40, 50, 60, Discovering Your Core and Also Your Gift Is Your Niche, it has been my life's work to help others, just like you and me, to discover passions, your purpose, powerful messages that you only you have so they can make the difference they were put here to make. Every week I will have deep, rich conversations with real life people that believe just like me. And here's what they believe. When you do what you love in a career, you will never work another day in your life. And this is the way I like to say it. When passion, purpose, and profit collide, that is when you get paid for being you. I'm Patricia Noldrain. Welcome to the podcast, When Passion Meets Profit. Well, hello there. Before I share our wonderful guest today, Miss Victoria Savage, I really want to share a little bit about some Q&A because I seem to be getting questions all the time now since I started this podcast. So this one comes from Lynette and it kind of makes me sad actually to say this, but she said, what if you can't come up with anything special about yourself? Isn't that sad? But I get asked that a lot. So Lynette, you're not alone. So here's what I'd like you to do, because I think this has worked for so many people now that I think it's clearly a tool that you can use, Lynette. Ask as many people as you want. I usually suggest five. What in your mind are my natural skills and abilities? And be prepared because you're going to really love what you hear. I promise you, you will. People have just raved about it. They've said, this just humbled me going out and asking people about this because all of a sudden I didn't realize they thought that that was a gift of mine. I used to tell people to go out and ask about their gifts and their talents and I don't any longer because it's, they're too big of words. You know, people just don't know how to respond to that. So, so now it's your skills and abilities. Let me, let me just say it one more time, Lynette, and all the others out there listening, try this. You're going to love it. What in your mind are my natural skills and abilities. And you'll love this tool. All right, on to the show. And I'm so happy to have Nurse Savage here with me today because she went from nurse to empath. And I can't wait to find out how, because that's unique to her. All of these stories are unique to the people that I have on as guests. But I wanted to start first, Victoria, by welcoming you and asking you my very first question. What were you like as a little girl and where were you raised? Where I was raised is kind of a loaded question. Uh, before nine, I lived in 17 houses all mm. around the Bay Area and that included Kansas as well. Um, so I had kind of an adventure filled early beginning and I was um, adventuresome. I One of the articles I either have written or plan to write is kicked out of church at four and hitchhiking at five. Oh. <laughs> that was kind of, and the other thing is I would go up into the woods behind one of the places that I lived, which actually was a cabin that my grandmother owned. Um, and I would just walk for hours. I was five, probably. 
And um, until I get the message, uh, you need to turn around or you're going to get lost. So then I'd go back. So I was pretty adventuresome. People thought I was happy. I put on a really happy face because that's what I felt people wanted me to do. Uh, but I was a very heavily laden child as well. Oh, I'm just so sorry. You know, one thing that I discovered asking this question is how many people really had sad childhoods. And and here you are, this beautiful, wonderful, helpful person today. I don't know how that happens, to be honest with you, how you got, well, first of all, I do have to find out how in the world does anybody kick out a four-year-old from church? <laughs> well, because that's when my spiritual journey really started, not when I got kicked out, but at about age four, I started getting myself to church wherever I could. And having said, I lived in lots of places. If I could walk, I would. If someone would pick me up, my mom would drop me off, that kind of thing. Well, this particular church, very austere, very, a lot of wood and glass, you know, so I equate it absolutely now because of being kicked out with being very cold, but it was church and I didn't know any better. And we got up on a Sunday morning, my little stepsisters and I wanted to go to church and mom and dad had been out doing their thing or stepdad, whatever he was. Um, and they were asleep and you knew not to wake them up, but we didn't have any clean dresses. And so I had a brilliant idea. We had slips that were, you know, crinoline and lacy and full and so I got the brilliant idea to put on all of our slips, each one of us, because we would be covered that way in family <laughs> at the same time. So we walked to church and sat down and a lady turned around and started walking towards us. And I thought, we must need to be in children's church. And she got up and escorted us out and told us it would be a good idea if we went home and got some clothes on. And I remember walking home quite indignant because the wisdom I had at that moment was that she should not have kicked us out. Uh, we were covered. But, you know, as an adult, she was probably thinking too that, boy, are the kids going to tease us? You know, who knows? Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I felt the wrongness of that then. So that's how I got oh, out of church. Ever. Yeah, that's sad. <laughs> I mean, what I love about that is how you as this little tiny girl would get yourself and your sisters to church. I just think that is fabulous. And tell me about the hitchhike. I mean, why, five, years, five years old and hitchhiking, I've got to know. Well, when we lived in that cabin, um, it was on a, a pretty busy road. It was rural. And um, my brother, who is six years older than me, taught me some really good things. One was how to cook bacon and eggs at four because we mm. kind of needed to survive. Um, and the other was how to hitchhike. And so I went out put my little thumb out because I was hitchhiking to school. Well, I got busted. Of course, somebody's, you know, I, those mean parents of a classmate picked me up and narked on me. <laughs> was a lot, was pretty much the last time I hitchhiked. I never seriously hitchhiked after that. I kind of hitched around the town I lived in after nine, you know, people knew us. So like, can you give me a ride type hitchhike? But I never mm -hmm. seriously hitchhiked after that. Well, I'll tell you, coming from a lonely little girl like that and being who you are today, this very bigger-than-life person, Victoria, I'm so proud of you. And so I'm really anxious to hear about that journey. 
how, how you went from nurse to an empath. And you can start your career wherever you like, because maybe you were working at age six. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, well, you know, I, I really believe that about age four is when my spiritual journey started, because I had to get to church. No one ever made me. Um, and so I sought it out. The upside was that I never was locked into a specific religious belief system. I I understood that there didn't seem to be one that was particularly right. They all believed it, and there were good people and good ideas in all of them. After age nine, I went to two churches. I was that girl in high school that you know did everything and was that example. And underneath it all, I was feeling like a worthless piece of garbage inside. Mm. But what people saw was very, you know, this dynamic, whatever. Then I went to Oral Roberts University. So this was absolutely where my life needed to be at that time. And I needed that foundation. 24, I had a vision and I never went back to church and nothing bad happened. It was just... I, I went, you know what, God, I don't think you and I are going to work like this anymore, where I prayed about every single thing I did. I just, I went, I want to be used by you in life. And I trust that you're going to open the doors you want me to go through and you're going to shut the ones you don't. That's how you and I are going to walk, God. It's not for me to tell anyone else how to walk with you. And that was, again, I never went back to church. And then that opened the door absolutely for my husband. Within a couple of weeks, we were together, got married had children. Um, I tried a couple of sales things and I made gorgeous lampshades for several years as I was trying to bring in extra money and stay home with the kids. And medical had always been something that I was very drawn to. And I realized that my husband, who was a carpet installer, could not lay carpet for much longer. And I really didn't have a skill set that would absolutely support us. So the door opened for me to go to nursing school and I went to nursing school and I never felt honestly, other than becoming a mother, which is what I wanted more than anything in life, um, never felt so absolutely sure I was exactly where I was supposed to be as when I was in nursing school at that point. And then, so then I practiced nursing for trying to think, cause I opened my business, well practice and was paid by someone else for 20 some years. And then opened my own business and every bit of that little girl that was insecure and hated herself and all of that rushed back in. Mm-hmm. And um, that made it so I, and I knew I kept asking for signs from God. I got back in touch with God regularly. After I left the church, all I did was thank God for what I had. Cause I have always felt very blessed. And certainly with my husband and children and health and all of that, I continued to feel blessed And so um, when I started my business, I I knew two things. I was a good nurse. I've been a good mom. Everything else was suspect and I was scared to death. So Mm -hmm. I contacted and stayed in contact, I call it. Other people will call it prayer on a regular basis basis and just kept asking God, you know, and it was a case management business at that point started to take off. And I was, you know, 16 hours a day and it was like, this is not what I want. And so energetically, I shut that down. And then it was like, okay, coaching for people to stay well, because I knew the way our healthcare system was going, we don't really have healthcare now. We have sick care. And I could see that and see the damage that all the drugs had done to our population. So 
I went into how to stay well in the aging process and age with greater independence and all of that. Um, but what I wasn't good at is talking people into and keeping them in alignment with what they needed to do. Because my it was like, if you want to stay healthy, do this. If you don't want to, well, don't whine to me. <laughs> <laughs> so that was like, okay, I'm not the best coach in that respect. And I just had this draw because I'd used my spirituality, my empath. I started reading energy, I believe, when I came into the world because I needed to. I needed to know who I needed to be in every situation in order to survive. And I certainly used, oh, I guess back up at 19, I was told when I was at Oral Roberts, you have the gift of wisdom. And I thought about it and immediately it was like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense because people would always tell me that I had told them something they needed to hear, but I never, um, I knew it didn't come from me, that it came through me because I had no idea when they came to me and gave me what you know they'd done or what I'd said, that that was what I'd said to them. So when I was told I had the gift of wisdom, I thought, oh, that makes sense. This comes through me. And so I, I owned that. And as a nurse, that understanding came in very helpful because I could generally tell when my patients you know, weren't really telling me everything that was instrumental in what was going on with them. My coworkers, I shepherded along often. I always got into a position of uh, leadership. Even when I chose not to, I'd always end up there because I know how to read people. And that was the empath in me. What I didn't know was that like we do, empaths take the energy from people as well on into themselves. And that was something I've learned over the last oh, seven years, I guess, about being an empath. It's a great place in many respects, but you really have to understand how to manage it and manage your own energy and clear energy that you take on because we do. But how did you find that out, Victoria? Because that, that for me, did not even happen in my life for so long. And I did exactly what you're just saying. I would let people plug plug into me, take all of my energy and wonder why I was just feeling so drained all the time. I'm really loving this conversation, aren't you? But I want to talk to those of you who want to go deeper. We all attended school at some time. Maybe you're attending school right now. But inside those schools are teachers that have the responsibility to teach certain courses. But what they don't teach is really the most important thing in life, self-discovery. You know the self-discovery that would help us know what we are supposed to do in a career. And also that self-discovery on how we're supposed to make an income to really take care of our families. Well, I decided a long time ago, it's time for me to share what I know so I can help somebody with a step-by-step -step process that anybody can follow. I created a digital downloadable course called your gift is your niche because people were asking me all the time, Patricia, what's my niche? And I'd always say your gift is your niche. So now I created a course called your gift is your niche.com and I spell niche with an N I C H E. And in this very affordable life changing course, I walk you through very simple exercises. They'll not only help you find your unique gifts, but they'll also show you how to monetize your talents and skills you know, the ones you came into this world with. 
I'm so glad I created something that I, I don't even, I don't think, I know it's going to be able to help you in your self-discovery journey because it's a simple six-hour course with action sheets that support everything that I'm saying in the course. And you also get my wonderful book, What Should I Be When I Grow Up Now That I'm 40, 50, 60. That's going to help you also with different exercises in that book. I'm also glad I made it into an, what I call an SPL course. That's a self-paced learning because we all learn in different ways and at different times. I cannot wait for you to get to know the most important person in your life. That's you. So go to yourgiftisyourniche.com, N-I-C-H-E. And if this page speaks to you, then seriously, invest in you. It's time to claim your destiny. Now let's get back to the conversation. Uh, how did you know? How, how did you, I mean, was that just a gift of yours that you just knew? No, um, it came in, you know, as I, as I worked through these different things in business that weren't working for me the way they were, this draw, this draw to be more spiritual, to use this natural gift I had of peeling away layers so people could see what was really going on with them the way I could see and being able to then guide them with the wisdom that came through me. It mm -hmm. wasn't until six years ago, because my sister had asked me a couple times, what if what you're doing is bad? And I went, well, I don't, I don't play there. I don't know what you mean. You know, I would know if something that was coming through me was bad, but I never understood that I could ask. When I took my first class in energy, and healing. It's called neurointegration, which is a physical modality of healing. I began to understand the power of our intention and how much the power of the energy that we bring into the world and everything is energy. That I knew from just studying science and nursing through the years, um, that we are nothing but energy. And when I began to understand through that that first modality and every other modality I have learned has really just reinforced the power of my intention to send and use and pull energy and how effective that was because that's where we basically are in everything that we do. So um, that really just, I guess it's just reading different things, learning different things. Under It took me, it was only probably a year and a half ago, maybe, that I understood that the pain that I had in my body, well, I, I will say 72% of it wasn't mine. And when I learned to release that and cut cords to it, I literally in a 45 minute period stood up in 72% less pain than when I sat down. Hmm. And that's when I really, you know, I have that ability to to put, take some information and put it together and understand the relationship. And that's, I was like, oh my gosh, that's what we do as impasse. Anytime you say you want to help, um, you pull on that energy, you take it. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so then you have to figure out how to get rid of it. That's so important. Uh, you know, I do want to go back for a minute to something that you said, Victoria, you said you were a nurse for almost 20 years. And I just can't even imagine the little girl that you said you were, the scared, frightened little girl that didn't love herself, how you would step out and start your own business. So so take us back there a minute. What made you all of a sudden say, 
no, I'm not going to be a nurse anymore. I'm going over here and doing case management. Well, that was still nursing. <laughs> so um, okay. too far of a jump. I this It's so bad. I mean, in some respects, because I started my business with two other people. And within a year, they were both gone. And I'm pretty nice. I mean, I'm not. It's just we actually had different ideas about what we wanted to do. And my one partner that stayed almost that whole year just couldn't live financially and do the business. She had to go back to work full time. And so it wasn't going to work with both of us. The So the one partner really was just instrumental in getting me into business. And then my husband was very, very helpful in the process in that um, he's a pretty analytical, critical guy. Never once in the 11 years I've been in business has he had one negative thing to say about me. Being oh, that's wonderful. Including when I finally looked at him, I said, honey, you know, this business is getting a lot more spiritual. And he went, I know. I mean, he's a, he's a high empath. He doesn't own it, but he's a high empath. When you say a high empath, that means he's very He's very energetic. Is that what you're saying with a high empath? I mean, are some people, obviously, low empath means they don't have as much as you? Right. They don't They don't own it. Let's put it that way. And oh, okay. that's not correct because what I said is my husband doesn't own it. He reads energy really well, but he doesn't own that ability. Um, many of us don't acknowledge the fact that we're reading energy. We all do. Everybody, everybody listening will go, Oh yeah, there was that period of time when I went, oh man, I knew that was going to happen. I wish I'd paid attention to that. That's your empathicness. That's your gut. It's all the same thing. You were given a warning about something and you didn't yeah. hear that. Okay. I get it. You know, and I didn't get it until, I, I mean, I'm not going to say five years ago, I finally got it, but not to the point that you have, you really are so very aware of energy. And I, I kind of don't own it either. I'm like your husband. And because I, I can't say somebody walks in and I say, Oh, that person is not a good person. I need to stay away from them. But I am able to look at people and feel what they're feeling and be empathetic with them. Is that the same as an empath? It is. Um, that's where you have to be careful um, as an empath because you can feel what people are feeling. Um, I, I think, you know, I started a book as I have started a few of them. Um uh, the unwanted child. I believe that when we come into the world unwanted, our gut is on high because in essence, energetically in the womb, we bargain for our life. We can feel, and it all goes through us when we're in our mother's womb. And my mom had left. My dad was living with her mom, had no job, no skills. She had two kids. One was four and one was five. And lo and behold, she's pregnant with a third. Oh, and wow. So I feel like, you know, I went, I'll be what, you know, I won't be any trouble because that was always my big thing. I just won't bother anybody. I won't be any trouble. I'll do my best to just stay out of the way and blend in. And I was the best chameleon ever and at cost, a great deal of cost. But um, but it is what I needed to do in this lifetime. And it serves me well now to have that ability to read energy on people. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, that book that you said you started, <laughs> which I think is an absolute must that you finish that book. Have you finished it? Is it done? The Unwanted Child? Nope. Oh, yeah. You really do need to finish that, Victoria. So you can help so many people understand 
I think the biggest thing for me when I'm working with a client, I can only take them so far and then I have to wait until they get their confidence back to go to the next level with them. And if they read that book, they would probably understand why, you know, I had somebody ask me yesterday, why am I not happy? I have a perfect marriage. I have beautiful children and I'm just unhappy. Well, it's probably something that you know in that book. Maybe she was one of those unwanted children. It could be. Well, the other thing that energy is, you know, DNA is not just muscle and bone. We bring in their traumas, their, you know, the things that happened to ancestors generations back. We bring that in in DNA. Now, we don't bring all of it in from every ancestor, thank goodness, but um, we bring it in, I believe, to clear what happened or we have that opportunity. And that's one of the things I do with people is we find out what they're holding in their energetic field. And then we pull that stuff that is blocking them, slowing them down, you know, uncomfortable and not helping them. Wow. That's, that really is fascinating to think that the people that really do know they have a block, it could be an ancestral block. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's weird of repeating the same kind of things in their ancestry. I have a feeling you're going to be very busy after this podcast. And I, I want to stop right here before I ask you my next question and tell people how they can get in touch with you, Victoria, because you're just such a brilliant girl. My business number is 208-473-8254. And don't text that number because it I have it forwarded to the one phone I carry, so I don't have to carry two, and it doesn't forward texts. The okay. other way is to email me at nursesavage at holistic you, and that's W-H-O-L-I-S-T-I-C, the letter U, dot com. And, or you can look me up on Facebook too. That's where I play a lot. I love the name of that, Holistic You. I mean, how clever is that? Spell it again. I'm just writing it. W-H-O-L-I-S-T-I-C-U, the letter U, dot com. Because everything, you know, again, we're not mind, we're not spirit, we're not body. We're all of that. Mm -hmm. we, can't, we can't really be well in our physical if we're not well in our spiritual energetic aspect, because that's where it starts. That's what I love about it. It's scientific, metaphysics now. We understand energy. Mm -hmm. We understand that it goes out and it attracts back to us what we're most focused on. So we now can take charge of what's coming to us by changing our focus. Wow, that's fabulous. Okay, last question. I like the audience to have tangible tools and techniques that they can learn from experts like yourself. And so what would you say is a tangible tool that you have used personally that really changed either your life or your business? Honestly, there are probably two, but they go together. I believe my Facebook lives where I do Oracle card readings has really been a very helpful tool. Um, I do the Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Those are just general readings. Uh, not for anybody, it's for everybody. And then I do them individually as well. Um, sometimes I will do just free readings on Facebook for an hour or so. So everyone gets a card and I get them, you know, I tell them whatever's coming about that. So that wisdom is a channel that I, and I channel as well, besides Uriel, the angel of wisdom, who it's, that's who I 
am pretty sure I started channeling at age four. That's who got me, um, who kept me safe in the woods. That's who got me on that path of, a, of spiritual growth and understanding. And when you say channeling, um, I guess maybe it, maybe other people don't understand it either. Is it communicating back and forth with with it's- it is. I mean, most of the time for me until the last few years, it has been just being the conduit to allow that wisdom to come through. That's how people got from me things that they needed to hear that I had no idea I was telling them. And so being that that conduit was what, and now it is active back and forth. And Uriel is not the only one I channel. I've done a six series program called 30 days for 30 minutes. And after the first four sessions of the first one, uh, it became a channeled program. And the, everyone since then has had some kind of guide come through or several during the program come through and do the guidance for that program. Now, is this, do you all meditate? You know, you're, you're doing that breathing and that energy work is that, and that's when somebody can really feel channeling or hear uh, well, it does help to get quiet. Yes, that's mm-hmm. it's not what we do in the program. I mean, I get a centered and quiet, and but I will have already had the message come through and written it down. It comes through in the morning. Then I read the message, and then I elaborate through whoever is coming through to help me do that on what that means and how we can implement that and use it. I think that's fabulous. I, I just think we all have to be open-minded today in particular, to every possibility out there. Now, now some people listening to this, Victoria, probably would say, oh, that's a bunch of hooey, whatever. And that's fine. They're not your people. But there are people out there that, that me included, that should be open to all kinds of different things that can help us on this path and this journey. I loved listening to your journey. And I want to share what I got out of it, some golden nuggets, I like to call them, and if you want, you can add some at the end or not. <laughs> but here, I like to always get at least three uh, golden nuggets, and I got nine from you. Oh. And so yeah, here we go. Number one, always go to church with your clothes on. <laughs> I, I couldn't resist saying that. <laughs> and then here's my second one. Do not hitchhike at any age. <laughs> Would you agree with that one? <laughs> I'll do a car breaks down, then you may need to. Number three, trust yourself and your feelings. If there's one thing I heard throughout this, uh, Victoria, it's you have always trusted yourself and your feelings. Even though you have your doubts, you still go back to trusting you and who you are. Number four, always be grateful for what you have while aspiring to have and to do more with your life. Number five, believe people when they tell you what your gift is. I loved that somebody said you you have wisdom and that you believed them. I love number six, be aware of your energy and also of others. I really am going to be try to be so much more aware now of exactly what you're teaching us. And then number seven, uh, so did I say did I say seven already? No yeah, number seven. Surround yourself with a partner that supports you. You might even marry that person if you're like Victoria. She got lucky. Number eight, and I love this one. If you feel blocked, it could be some kind of an ancestral blockage. And I I would never have known that, Victoria, if you hadn't said it. And then number nine, and the last one, 
consider, just be open to the ability of channeling. I'm going to be open to that now. I, I have no idea how I'm doing it, but I'll probably take a course from you and learn how to do it. So tell everybody again, Victoria, I have the phone number. It's 208-473-8254. And that's a phone call. I mean, not very many people give out their phone numbers. I really appreciate that. And then tell them your email. It is Nurse Savage, N-U-R-S-E-S-A-V-A-G-E, at Holistic U. W-H-O-L-I-S-T-I-C-U, the letter U, dot com. I can't thank you enough, Victoria, for being on today and being so vulnerable and so so honest about growing up because we can help each other if we're honest with each other and if we share that vulnerability. I know how I just know how many people you've helped today, and I thank you so much for being on the program. Well, thank you for having me. I mean, it is, we are here right now during this time, which I don't know when this will air, but it's a very tumultuous time in our country mm-hmm. and in the world. We're here yeah. now for a reason. And people are waking up to their innate abilities now. And that's really what I'm here to do, is to be the light and to help people live from their spiritual power. That's wonderful. What a wonderful way to end. Until we meet again, everybody, I'll see you next time. It's Patricia Noel Drain. Thank you so much for spending your precious time with me today. Hey, if you got something out of this, maybe you'd consider sharing it with someone else that you care about. I want to leave you with a secret to success in life and business. Aha, here it is. If you can't share a solution to a problem someone is having, that is true success. Now, maybe these examples might help you. I discovered two major problems that I help solve. I really didn't realize how major they were until I realized no one is teaching this stuff. The first one, of course, goes right back to this podcast. What's my calling? What's my purpose? And that's why I created the digital downloadable course, yourgiftisyourniche.com. I already mentioned it earlier in the episode, but finally I came up with another problem that I can solve, and it's how to live a happy, long-lived, lasting marriage. Now I created a book called The Chosen Few, and I share a hundred tips that myself and others, other long-lived couples I might say, put together so that you can have a conversation, especially if you're a committed couple. Now, what is the problem you solve? think about it because you might really have something to share with somebody that will change their life forever. We also have a Facebook group. It's free. I'd like you to come on to it because it goes beyond the podcast. It's called When Passion Meets Profit. Until we meet again, it's Patricia Noel Drain.